Welcome to Curious Psalms, a podcast where we practice reading and praying this wonderful prayer book of God's people. I'm your host, Matt, and the guest joining me to talk about Psalm 38 is none other than Hannah Dungan. Hannah is a longtime member of Granite Springs Church and has recently served to our great delight as a children's ministry intern. She is beloved by the children of our church, being called at times, quote, the secret weapon to helping kids want to be at church. And yes, I literally heard her referred to this way just last week. I'm really grateful Hannah agreed to have this conversation with me. I'm sure you're going to enjoy her voice and perspective as much as I do. So to start us off, here's Hannah reading Psalm 38. Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Your arrows have pierced me and your hand has come down on me. Because of your wrath, there is no health in my body. There is no soundness in my bones because of my sin. My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds fester and are loathsome because of my sinful folly. I am bowed down and brought very low. All day long I go about mourning. My back is filled with searing pain. There is no health in my body. I am feeble and utterly crushed. I groan in anguish of heart. All my longings lie open before you, Lord. My sign is not hidden from you. My heart pounds. My strength fails me. Even the light has gone from my eyes. My friends and companions avoid me because of my wounds. My neighbors stay far away. Those who want to kill me set their traps. Those who would harm me talk of my ruin. All day long they scheme and lie. I am like the deaf who cannot hear, like the mute who cannot speak. I have become like one who does not hear, whose mouth can offer no reply. Lord, I wait for you. You will answer, Lord my God. For I said, do not let them gloat or exalt themselves over me when my feet slip. For I am about to fall and my pain is ever with me. I confess my inequity I am troubled by my sin. Many have become my enemies without cause. Those who hate me without reason are numerous. Those who repay my good with evil lodge accusations against me, though I seek only to do what is good. Lord, do not forsake me. Do not be far from me, my God. Come quickly to help me, my Lord and my Savior. Hannah, welcome to Curious Psalms. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is an absolute pleasure. Listeners won't realize this, but behind the scenes, I have been trying to get you on the podcast for literally months. I just kept saying, Hannah, when can we have you on the podcast? Hannah, and you said, I'm too busy. I'm too busy for you, Matt. Yeah. I'm too busy. <laughs> I know I know the people out there want me, want to hear my voice. There's too many demands on my time, but finally, in the midst of summer... Actually, you're, you're just as busy as normal, is my impression. Yes, but I made time for you. But you're so gracious. <laughs> you're so generous. I'm really glad. We've got an interesting psalm to talk about. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I started reading it, and I was like, holy smokes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and dive in. Our first question, really simple, and I'm really curious. Hannah, what stood out to you in reading this psalm? 
Well, so first of all, I read the psalm in the Message Bible. So similar translation, just a little bit different. The message for listeners who might not know is Eugene Peterson, his paraphrase of the Bible. So he is translating really idea for idea. So the words might sound different, but he's trying to capture the same spirit. So I'm kind of excited to have a conversation from two quite different translations, but with the same ideas in there. So the what stood out to me was the, well, initially the first verse. So in the message, it's take a deep breath, Mm. God, calm down. Don't be so hasty with your punishing rod. So I thought like the first verse, the psalmist was asking for mercy for God, from God. Yeah. Like, hey, take a step back, buddy. You know, <laughs> come on, don't go, don't give me it all. But it just definitely stood out to me how the first verse is very different from the rest of the, in some ways, the rest of the psalm. Oh, yeah. So say a little bit more about that. So again, like the first verse, I think he's asking, you know, mercy or, you know, he's mm-hmm. asking for God to, you know, take a step back. And then the, a lot of the rest of the verse, he's talking about all his pain and, yeah. you know, all of the, you know, the hardships he's mm. he's realizing, like, within his own body and, you know, like he can't, he can no longer see or, you know, he can yeah. no longer hear. It is a really interesting thing, Hannah. There's this kind of like dual responsibility in this psalm like he starts off like you're saying (laughs) take a deep breath i like that or in my in the translation you read earlier lord do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath and yet he kind of instantly then switches to explaining why he's receiving god's wrath Mm -hmm. Uh, he talks about his guilt overwhelming him he talks about his sinful folly Mm -hmm. in verse five it's this kind of interesting thing where it's it's as if he starts with God and starts with orienting himself towards God. And you almost, I almost read this psalm and I'm like, I've heard this before. Like, I've seen this before where the psalmist basically says like, Lord, spare me. The enemies are around me. I don't mm-hmm. deserve this. I've been the only righteous one. I'm perfect in your eyes. Why? Like, don't discipline me. Like, protect me. But instead in this psalm, he makes this turn. He says, well, actually, I'm quite guilty. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, what do you kind of make of that? Well, like like how you said, like so for verse five in the message, it's the cuts in my flesh stink and grow maggots because I've lived so badly. So like you said, he's admitting yeah. that, you know, all right, I've sinned. I've probably done some things I shouldn't have done. Yeah. But I'm still asking for mercy, still asking for forgiveness for your grace. Right. You know, because we have a grace-filled God, um, which... You know, I think it's pretty amazing that even someone who has really struggled in regards to like, you know, making right decisions or, you know, they keep committing the same sin where they're still yeah. like, they still reflect and they're like, okay, God, please have mercy on me. Like yeah. I'm trying. Well, hopefully they're trying, you know, <laughs> you know, I really, you know, please be merciful to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really different, and maybe we'll talk about this more later, but I I maybe tend to be a wallower, if this makes sense. And let me say more by what I mean. Like when I realize I've done something wrong, the temptation for me is always to be like quite hard on myself and just kind of wallow in my mistake. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar to myself. <laughs> yeah, yes. listeners can't see, but Hannah just pointed to herself. As yeah. well. But this psalm is interesting to me because there is both recognition of what he's done the psalmist is identified as david in kind of the little subtitle of the psalm 
So David is recognizing what he's done, but he's not really wallowing in it. He's turning instantly to God, like this asking for mercy, which seems like a healthy, a healthier move. Yeah. Uh, but, well, we've maybe started talking a little bit around God himself, as we talked, you mentioned kind of a graceful God. So maybe that leads us into our second question. Hannah, what do we learn about God from this psalm? So I said, you know, God, although, you know, he's filled with grace and love and yeah. mercy, he can also, you know, punish us in some ways. Like, that sounds kind of harsh, but, you know, like, yeah. he can punish us for our sins. And my head went kind of straight to Adam and Eve. Mm. As in, you know, Eve took the fruit. Yeah. They both ate it. And although, you know, God made this beautiful place for them, yeah. he's like, he had to lay down the line and be like, hey, guys, sorry. You know, you did the one thing I asked you not to do. Uh-huh. And, you know, now you have to be responsible for what you did. Yeah. So in some ways, I think he's definitely a fair God, mm. you know, where, you know, I tell you these kind of guidelines or, you know, I tell you these things in regards to how you should stay in line. I'm using quotations, uh-huh. you know, on how to stay, you know, in that straight line. You know, you, we all kind of sometimes do those small sins or verge off, yeah. but it's like, he 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 wants us to keep on that straight path and if we do verge he kind of kind of tells us hey come on get back in line you know whether that's through you know harsh punishments in in david's case yeah right or just kind of a hey come on get back in line uh-huh yeah your phrase there that he is a fair god really struck me because i was i was kind of reflecting on the same things in this question and my initial response was is something like kind of uncomfortable to me. About this yeah, song. absolutely. <laughs> like I like talking about the grace of God. I mm-hmm. like talking about the love of God, you know, the mercy of God, the kindness of God, the patience of God. Those are all really wonderful things. And then you have a psalm like this and you're like, David's making pretty clear that what's happening to him is God's judgment. It's not filled with grace. Him. It's not or mercy. Right? Yeah. It's like and, you know, maybe there's sort of the the big perspective way to kind of think of God's judgment where, like you said, it's the kind of correction, right? And sometimes it has to be severe to mm-hmm. correct us. But this psalm is, I think, a helpful reminder of the holiness of God. And I think it's helpful, actually, your, your phrase, the fairness, that God is fair. In other words, we do make mistakes. And mm-hmm. when we make mistakes, there can be repercussions for that yeah one of the questions i kind of had is okay does this happen does god do this every time someone sins uh, because yeah. if so then i'm looking pretty good yeah I haven't exactly. had this experience. <laughs> but one commentator said this and i thought it was helpful that the words in the early part of the psalm leave no doubt that this sickness was a punishment but this is commentator Derek kidner he, he goes on to say it would be as wrong to think that this is never so as that it is always so in other words, it would be wrong to always assume that the punishment for sin is some kind of physical sickness, but it would also be wrong to assume that God would never yeah. punish sin in this way, which I found helpful. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes God might work in this way, but certainly that doesn't mean all sickness yeah. in our world is a result of kind of the punishment. Mm-hmm. But I think this psalm really is a helpful reminder of, you know, there are consequences to our brokenness, to when we deviate, as you said from the path and David is experiencing those in a particularly acute way mm-hmm. that maybe helps us remember something about who God is and who oh, we yeah. are, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of puts us in our place. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Any other thoughts about God in this psalm? I know in the message, I think it's probably verse 14. What I do, God, is wait for you. Wait for my Lord, my God. You will answer. Mm. So, like, although God punishes us or, you know, he, you know, kind of lays down the law for us, you know, he forgives and answers our prayers. Yeah. Either maybe not in a timely fashion that David wishes, you know, but he still answers our prayers. And Peterson italicized, you will answer to really tell the the reader like it's not yeah he he, he'll get to you sometime Uh you know but it's like no god will answer your prayers Mm -hmm. god will you know help you out you know even if right now you're really struggling you know he will answer your prayers that's that just reminds me of the ways that even in this psalm which is maybe emphasizing one part of god in a particular way like this holiness the fairness the justice the wrath it is so it's always balanced it's always met right by this grace that this god is still listening Mm -hmm. to david and he Mm -hmm. will answer and i think one of one of our struggles sometimes is or at least i'll speak for myself and you can chime in is i like things black and white i like it i like clean categories (laughs) right so it's like okay here's the bucket like here's the characteristics and they they don't conflict with anything else going on. But God does, like, he defies all those buckets, right? There is, it is like he is just both perfectly just and fair and at times wrathful. And he's perfectly gracious and patient and ready to listen. And I think the mind-blowing thing for me always, and this is one of the things that the Psalms is constantly bringing us back to, is both those things are always true. Well, Hannah, let's move to our third and final question. How does this Psalm help us to pray? So, for me, it definitely tied back to the, and I kind of hinted at this or, you know, kind of overlooked it, but, like, that we as, you know, Christians or we as prayers, you know, when we pray, we sometimes become impatient or we yearn for an easy, quick answer from God Uh, when we pray. So, like, you know, back to the verse I just read where it's, you know, you will answer. Hmm. Like, of course, like I said earlier, David is like, come on, buddy. I'm, <laughs> I'm, look, I'm acknowledging the problem, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, But like, you know, God's grace and mercy works in different ways. And, you know, I think we all wish, we all hope for that, you know, quick answer. Like, yes. you know, you pray for health, boom, they're healthy, you right. know? Yeah. And unfortunately, it doesn't always work like that. But, you know, we still put our faith in God that he is answering our prayers. And maybe not in the most timely fashion we hope for, but yeah. he will answer our prayers. What does that do to our prayers, would you say? Like that kind of confidence? Yeah, like the confidence in regard, like do you mean the confidence in regards to, oh, he will answer Yeah, it. right. I think it definitely puts it more into his hands. Huh rather than us, you know, kind of being like, you know, you, like my head went straight to, you know, like, like taking a test, like your teacher will grade it, you know, you already <laughs> know it. So you, you take it and you're like, okay, it's done. Yeah. But I think in regards to God, I don't know if we can necessarily, you know, just pray it once and be like, all right, you got it now. Right, okay, right, cool. Right. You know, I think we have to definitely like, you know, work on praying in a way 
that it'll get answered, but, you know, not that we have to be comfortable with the idea that it won't be answered, like, right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really helpful, Hannah. I think one thing that I hear you articulating is there is a sense in which this kind of prayer, a prayer that releases, is an invitation to us to be formed in certain ways. So in other words, uh, my mind went to a person who applies for a job, right? They apply mm -hmm. for a job, they pray that they'll get the job and they read this song, they're like, oh, we'll answer, great. Now I don't have to do anything else. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I've applied for the one job I want, I've prayed for it. It's like, okay, well, that's Mm -hmm. not really what this means, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean that you don't have to do anything. It doesn't, but it, and it also doesn't mean that God will answer the yes that you want to that, right? Mm -hmm. But it is a promise that God Uh, has your best and desires your best and going back to the straight path image that that path is a path to your flourishing right Mm -hmm. so sometimes even the no answer along the way is still an answer yeah right there's an invitation in there not to inaction it's not a release of inaction but it is kind of a a confidence maybe there's a peace that comes with it uh even though there's still kind of invitation to acting does that that kind of make sense does that track with what you're saying Yeah. For me, as I read this psalm and thought about how it helps us to pray, you know, this is the third of what's called the penitential psalms. So these particular psalms of repentance. And I just think it's such a helpful model. This is verse 18. I confess my iniquity. I am troubled by my sin. I just thought, you know, if we fail to confess, we are unlikely to ever be troubled by our sin, right? Mm -hmm. Like sin has this way of being kind of palatable and almost pleasant at times when we aren't looking at it closely, if that makes sense. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like that didn't hurt anyone. Or, or we don't see it as a sin. Right, yeah, we maybe don't even see it. But there's something about needing to bring it into the light. And when we look at it, it becomes troubling. Here's a personal example. I was thinking about the sin of greed in my own life and the importance for me of confessing my desire and wanting more, <laughs> which I tend to want. But if I don't bring that out and confess it and actually look at it, it's very easy to not be troubled by my desire for more because basically the whole world around me tells me I should want more. I should want, right? Like I'm bombarded by ads that are telling me like, oh, you should get the nicest backpack. You should get the nicest computer. You should have the nicest home. So unless I'm really willing to say like, Lord, I need to, I need to confess kind of my greed, my lack of satisfaction in what you've given. I'm never going to be troubled by that sin. And there's something about the act of confession. And I appreciate the psalm for the model of prayer that then Mm -hmm. helps us examine and say like, oh, like as soon as I start thinking about it, start praying about it, I'm like, yeah, that's actually a very unhealthy impulse. Does that make sense? Well, ironically, my head goes straight to there's a, a Veggie Tales episode uh-huh. where Madam Blueberry, uh-huh. she she's, lives in this house on top of a tree and she wants everything. Yeah. Like she needs everything in order to feel something. Oh, uh, yeah. Where And then she sees a, a kid who only got a rubber ball and how they pray to God that they're so thankful for that one ball. And she's like, why aren't I happy like that? But I have all this stuff. So that just... <laughs> so are you saying I am Madam Blueberry? In some ways, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> but but no, you're. I think you're definitely better than Madam Blueberry. <laughs> oh, that's very kind yeah. of you to yeah. say. Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's helpful. I think it is one of those things, right? Like we need, in this case, <laughs> to continue with Madam Blueberry, <laughs> in this case, right, is the... There's something that exposes herself to herself right mm-hmm. like oh, in yeah. seeing this kid this vegetable of some kind i assume i i believe 
uh, asparagus. Okay, this asparagus with a ball and being so grateful. Confession, I think, has that same impact, right? It is a kind of exposing. And sometimes, I think by God's grace, his spirit helps us do that, kind of hold up a mirror to -hmm. ourselves. Well, Hannah, any final reflections on this song? Any other VeggieTales episodes that feel relevant (laughs) (laughs) to Psalm 38? Um, Gosh, a lot of VeggieTales. It's really good. Some good good stuff. I think the only last thing I, in regards to the last question of how does this psalm help us pray, I wrote down like a question regarding our suffering must mean something. Oh, interesting. like, Like, right? If God... Like, cause he, like we talked earlier, he doesn't answer, not always, our prayers, you know, in a timely fashion or, you know, how we would like them. Yeah. So us in that time or in that season of suffering, is that, you know, making us a, a better follower in some ways? Mm. Like, cause we're, we, we continue to reach out to God and, you know, is he like, is he testing us? That's such a good question. I mean, that's. In some ways, that's one of the million-dollar questions we wrestle with, I think, as Christians, right? What What do you think this psalm's answer is to that question? It probably is yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just because David has listed all of his ways he has suffered or ways, yeah. you know, that he's been taken aback. So I think in, in regards to David, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that phrase seems exactly right in regards to David. Because David is also making this direct connection between what he has done with his suffering, right? Like there's other Psalms where David even, like is clearly seeming to say, I don't deserve my suffering. And so in that case, it seems like he would actually take a different view. Like, yeah. hey, this isn't necessary. Yeah. <laughs> like it's uh-huh. like, take a deep breath is like yeah. actually like, I don't deserve this. This one, he makes this move where he's like, I do deserve this. Mm-hmm. Like this is, but have mercy on me, please. Yeah, like, exactly. Like li- hear me when I call to you. So I do think there is something maybe specific about the suffering of this psalm, Mm -hmm. right? Where, I mean, you can imagine consequences where there's a kind of suffering where it's like, oh, I can clearly see like my need to repent and that Mm -hmm. this is a result of that. But I tend to think there's a lot of suffering in our lives where the meaning is less in the suffering and it is more in the redemptive ways that God Mm -hmm. works around and in the midst of that suffering. So rather than it being sort of a consequence the meaning is actually found in the ways that god can use that mm-hmm. <laughs> even even if it's not something he might desire for us in redemptive ways talk about a good question Hannah. <laughs> wow that's uh, should probably add that to you know it'll be a fourth question that we'll talk about in each psalm what in the world is going on with suffering in yeah. the world? <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i appreciate you bringing that question i think it's an insightful and an interesting layer of this song well hannah we did it You did it. Thank you so much. I appreciate your insights, the questions that you bring. I'm really grateful that you were willing to come on and grace our listeners with your thoughts. So thanks so much. Thank you for having me and glad I made it. (laughs) (laughs) Glad I made it. I'm not going to say it's a low bar because that feels like an insult to our guests. So it's a very high bar, but you cleared it by leaps and bounds. Well, let's conclude with the two concluding verses of this psalm lord do not forsake me do not be far from me my god come quickly to help me my lord and my savior friends go out and pray the psalms mm-hmm.